first of all, we the one and only infamous. Everybody wanna use the name sounding old lame. We come up in the party with them shanks and things. Have you curled up on the floor? You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, the wrestling podcast for people who go outside. Truth tellers, not news breakers. Although we're not hating on our responsible news breaking entities out there. Uh yeah. Yeah. You know, we say the world of DAR never stops. You can even try. I just want to say thank you to some of the people who we've discussed recently and out here trying to fuck with my guy's Twitter account. All you are doing is making certain entities look more guilty every fucking day. All you're doing is driving more numbers towards us. Keep since it up. we started, since we started speaking about this stuff, and more bullshit has happened, more clear bullshit from entities online and the fucking company itself. Our numbers have done nothing but go up. We have had nothing <laughs> but people get into contact with us, higher profile people say, "Hey, I see what you guys are going through." I'm telling you right now. A day is going to come. A day is going to fucking come. What goes I said this on Twitter. Around. Yeah. I said this on Twitter earlier. I said, if you feel threatened by us or if you're scared of us or you're uncomfortable for, because of us, first of all, ask yourself why. Second, you're probably right to be because a day <laughs> is going to come. True, go ahead. Look, you're you're listening you're probably listening to this right now. Because yeah, that's speaking you, of which that, you contribute to our numbers by you you yeah. listen to this so you can listen for whatever and then take things that we talk about and then try to be like, oh do, 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 do. so here's the thing, right? I'm gonna tell you what someone told me. They told me that. When you are someone who does not back down from certain things, certain entities, you have no fear of anything, that scares people because they wonder, well, why isn't he backing down? Why isn't he shutting up? Why isn't he blah, blah, blah? I'll give you a quick overview. I've been in and out of professional wrestling for 13 years. For some of you who have an issue with us or try to do your little childish games, 13 years ago, you probably were like in elementary school. You were still sucking your thumb. You know, nothing's changed because you still probably do the same shit. But all of y'all were doing all this goofy shit as children. You were children. If you were an adult 13 years ago and you're still contributing to bullshit that these idiots do, you a loser. You a bitch. I mean, there's there's a lot of words I could use. But I'll start at the top because you don't exist without a company that is enabling you to be the toxic. That's the, I think that's the word that people throw around these days. Toxic weirdos that you are. There have been people who have spoken out about how you move, how the company moves. And guess what? They were silenced. They went away. Now I see, I've see. i seen people who were like artists, 
who did work for the company. They were silenced for months. And now they're promoting the company, retweeting the stuff for the company. And I asked someone, what happened? They're just holding out hope that they give them another opportunity. It's not cool for people to have to go through that. People are taking less and being treated like shit by a company because a brand exists that will dick ride and kiss ass of anything that the company does. So much so that on Black History Month, instead of saying, yo, let's 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 throw our support behind a black artist and creator that has has done a lot of work for this side and let them know, yo, that's just not cool. Look out like this dude is, has been somebody I've been day one. Was it the first dynamite? First full gear as a fan. I've contributed for two and a half years. I've had issues with getting payments just like everybody else. That works for them. The difference is, is that I'm about my business. I have worked in finance. I've worked in insurance outside of professional wrestling. When it comes to doing business, I've never had this problem. Never. Of course, if you've never had a job, like a real job before, or you still live with your parents, which is totally fine if you do. Nothing wrong with that. But if, if you do, stop speaking on grown folk shit. Because grown folk shit. You're not grown. Just because you think you are, like, what else? you're not. Like, you still got Similac on your breath, most of y'all. One. Two, the way it goes in this scenario is simple. People are starting to see the veil drop. The veil has dropped. You see with the company that, you, that you're like, oh, they're so much better than the Fed. Da, da, da. And don't get me wrong. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta compare the two because as much as we can all talk about the Vince McMahon thing and Vince McMahon is this and we we shitted on Vince McMahon last week. We do we're, not we're gonna do it again this week too. Yeah, we do <laughs> not take we do not take sides in any of this because guess what? Billionaires don't give a fuck about you. See, I mean just because your favorite billionaire gets on Twitter and says, hey, WWE staying 87776, you suck. And, you, and I don't care about these TV shows. Ha, ha, ha. And what That's, else? You do not know those people. Don't know them. Guess who does know them, though? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and for certain brands who are no, known as notorious uh, nut huggers, for, for those people. I even told you years ago when this first started and everybody used to have spaces and I'd be like, hey man, these dudes ain't what you think. You know, like I appreciate the opportunity working, you know, to work with any company that I work with. I work with directors. I've worked with people in, in the film industry, television industry. I appreciate everybody I've ever worked with and the opportunities, but they're not what you think. So y'all need to stop praising them for every single thing because these are humans. No human is infallible. No human, especially one who has never had to struggle, scrape, or go through anything remotely tough in their life. I'll let you in on a secret. Myself, my co-host, my brother Apollo, my brother Peagle, literally everybody that's in DAR. We've went through real life struggles to get to certain spaces and get to certain places. Before this last year of my life, I had done very, very well for myself. 
But guess what? You know what happens in life? Sometimes you do run into a brick wall. Sometimes you gotta you gotta hammer the fuck out of that brick wall and knock that bitch down. And right now we just going brick by brick. You would not understand that. I do not expect a billionaire who treats wrestlers like toys, like, ooh, I want to do that. I don't expect you to get it either. So look, at the end of the day, I was told that all of you who have been supportive, uh, I was told you're making it quote unquote worse. I can't imagine how much worse it could get outside of not getting paid, which guess what? That's not happened. So don't really know. I'm tired. I am tired. At some point, this is all going to be over. All going to be over. There's not going to be any need to talk about that company. There's not going to be any need to talk about that brand. Because we're on a different trajectory than you guys. You guys live for professional wrestling. I love professional wrestling. But if you haven't noticed with what we do, we're multifaceted. We don't limit ourselves to if 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 Papa if Papa Tony don't do 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 do, then we ain't gonna eat. Nah, we hustlers. We resourceful. We'll figure it out. It might look like it's taking a long time, but you don't know how long two months really is. <laughs> two months is just a couple of fuck. It's really just eight, six, seven, eight weeks. So this is how long it's really been going on with the with the issue. It's been six or seven weeks that we've really been trying to apply pressure to make things happen. And guess what? Nothing's happened. So much so that you get froze out. But I'll drop a little tidbit that, that somebody else did in regards to that company because I'm still a wrestling fan. For weeks and months on this show, we've speculated and talked about when is she going to show up? When is she going to show up? When is she going to show up? Probably, I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say it, but the cat's already out the bag. I wasn't supposed to say it. But Mercedes Monet is on her way to AEW. It's the worst kept secret. And I know Eric has said, and I can even see his face right now. He's 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 he's, he's like, can we get to it? Can we finally get to it? I mean, we've been waiting since what all in, right? All in when she sat there yeah. seven months ago. All right. Look, Mercedes Monet is coming to AEW. I wish her nothing. But the best would have loved to have been on her new theme, which she is going to probably get a new theme when she gets to AEW because she is signed, actual contract, signed, official, signed. And also, I was told she would be uh, arriving in a very interesting way. Didn't give me the details. But March 13th, AEW has to try and sell out the TD Garden, which will probably only be open for four or 5,000 seats. Because it's clearly been a struggle to get no, we're, anything. We're going to get there. Hold on. Yeah. Before we roll into too much stuff, this is the second week in a row that you've, you've, you've got going and you've gotten so warmed up, you forgot the original fucking point of what we were trying to talk about. I'm sorry. Again, yeah. I'm going to reiterate. You want to pull this little, little bitch-ass shit and get my guy's Twitter suspended. All you're I'll doing back. is make... All you're doing is making it look worse. You're just making the brand look more and more guilty. You're just bringing more attention to this guy's situation. Because he Which didn't do good. shit. <laughs> the funniest part is, of all this, I've bothered absolutely no one. The first issue that started with the said brand and recent recent <clears throat> recent memory. and I want to and I want to clarify something nobody on this brand our brand 
incites violence. Motherfucker, we commit violence. That's a That's bar. not a threat. <laughs> That's not a threat. That's just a fact. Not threatening anybody. Not saying anything. That's absolutely not a threat. But nobody here is trying to enlist others to commit acts upon uh, in their stead. Absolutely if there's going to be some shit that's going to be getting done, <laughs> it's going to be getting done by us. So there's no inciting going on. just want to point out. The, in, the inciting is only on your side. So at least <clears throat> wanna... be accurate when you do your little fucking reports. Nobody's inciting anything over here. Unfortunately, Twitter sucks now. So if enough people report something or say something... And then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, you can't even appeal it because Elon Musk completely fucking ruined the app. But regardless of all of that, I just want to say, I do appreciate when people bring light to the situation because all you're doing is not only making yourself look bad, but you're also making a company that you're trying to hoist up. You're making them look bad because every single person who has talked to me and reached out to me including people that work for other brands and companies have said why won't he just you know he's like even if he didn't want to yeah. just give uh, well you... that was the next thing i was going to say in fact we do the opposite of inciting over here do you know how many people that we have told hey chill just keep it between us chill out yep. no need yeah no need <clears throat> I've had but phone conversations. Over there, but y'all over there are fucking up so much left and right that there's people who aren't even connected to us now that are fucking frying you up. So, <clears throat> but there's no inciting going on over here. It's, it's as simple as this. A tweet from five or six days ago should not be getting someone suspended for a day on Twitter. Because guess what? If you tweet something crazy on Twitter... You know what happens? You get caught within hours, if not the first hour, because they they and they even tell you. And I don't know if Eric, you've ever experienced this, but I say some crazy shit. And I'm sure you said some crazy shit too. But if you send something crazy to someone, you have to send it to someone first. If I reply to somebody's tweet and I say anything crazy, they'll ask you, are you sure you want to send this? This might, this is some vulgar language or this is some threatening language. If I tweeted something that wasn't tweeted to anyone directly, how? That's how you know it had to be reported because it said inciting violence. I read that shit and I laughed and I just deleted it because I was like, I didn't even remember tweeting. I don't even remember tweeting any, like I didn't even say anything. I was like, this is the tweet. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, cool, bro. Like, whatever. You <laughs> These people really don't understand just how much the opposite it is. That particular charge, you really don't understand how much the opposite it really is. And it, <sighs> I just, I want people to understand. Again, the though, term it just makes them look worse. <clears throat> it just you, makes them look more guilty. You just bring more sympathy to this guy's cause. Getting his, trying to get his Twitter where he tries to, you know, explain his situation, talk to people, set up opportunities, trying to keep a roof over his head. You guys are trying to fuck with that. It just makes and, it worse. And here's the thing that I don't think, there's an element of my situation that no one else knows about. 
no one knows about on Twitter. You know about it. My co-host knows about it. The team knows about it. But there's one element that I will not bring to Twitter. But the issue with that, not bringing that to Twitter, is if people knew that, I'm pretty sure more people would probably be like, yo, let's let's do something. Not, of course, the company that owes me, but other people would be like this. And I'm not, I refuse to use that as a means to an end in this situation. The reason why is because I would never put the other people that are involved, especially one and very the most important person in this entire thing for me, I would never put them out there. But when you do stupid shit to try and fuck with my situation, you know who you are impacting. You're not just impacting me. You're also impacting that person. That means more to me than anybody in this entire fucking world. So when you do that, then it becomes personal for me. So Y'all gonna have to see me at some point. And I mean this because you're fucking not only with my livelihood, but my family. And when you do that, I'm very nice to people. People think I'm an asshole. I am, but I'm nice. I'm nice to everybody. I'm nice to everybody. People will tell you. People have reached out to help and try to help or see what they can do because I'm nice to people. I've given people opportunities. I've helped people over the years. What have you done for anyone except yourself and your clan of dick-eating circle jerk ass niggas? What have you done? Nothing. What companies have you helped? None. I can you, tell you, you what you're going to do. You're going to get fucking embarrassed. That's, that's, that's the word. That's a word. That's a word. I just, I just, it bothers me because of the fact it's like, when I first started communicating with people in different brands, you could see that these people were trying to attach themselves to anything for clout. Clout is not that important. Followers and all that other shit, like, I hope, I hope. For for the first year that that these brands were around, like yo, I want to see y'all do good. I want this. I want to see the Black Eye Wrestling podcast do great. I want to see Ringside Club do great. I want to see Wrestle Wave six to ten. I want to see every single brand do great because there's enough space for all of us. The Almanac Show. Shout out to Heartbreak Julio. I mean, uh, you know, shout out to Morgan. She was, you know, at one point thinking about doing her CM Punk. But like, if anybody. In this, Cam, uh, Cam is another one. Anytime Cam posts his ringer shit, anything he does, we share it because those are our, our people because we're all about un unifying because it's like, it's never us against us. It's us against them. And the them are the people who only want to employ and give opportunities to a small window of people, although they have tons of opportunities available. If you are someone who works in the media field or you entered the media field and you want to keep and gatekeep people out, you are not furthering the culture. You are not like you are not somebody who is benefiting like anybody like, bro, this is bigger than professional wrestling. My situation is real fucking life. That's one. It's bigger than professional wrestling, first of all. And we do way more than professional wrestling. Like you make yourself look bad. You make yourself look stupid, like you're a bunch of idiots, all your dumbest shit, like stupid as hell. And like, it's just corny. Like every single time something happens and I, I and I know how to who to trace it to. Like I, I spoke on this, but I didn't speak on the full details, I think a couple months ago. People were trolling my cash app and all this other shit, thinking it was funny. Like that's some gangster shit to do. In real life, a nigga would slap the, the bitch out you in real life for doing some shit like that. Like you ain't you ain't built like that. You are not like that. 
You get behind these screens. You get them minions and them losers telling you that you a bitch. And if I ever, on my mama, on my mama's grave, if I ever catch you niggas outside, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Now, you want to talk inciting? That is inciting violence. Uh, but I'm not inciting nobody else to do it. I'm going to beat your ass myself. And if it just so happens that my crew happens to be with me when we catch you and somebody get a couple licks in, you earn those licks. You earn those licks. Because when you fuck with me, you also fuck it with my team as well. And that's just what it is. I've been nice to people. I've been like, man, let let I, people have like, yo, we should we should fry them up. Like, man, let them go. Let, let them do their thing. Ain't nobody worried about them. But you keep fucking with my shit, and then you lying on my name, which doesn't didn't actually help the situation with the company, because I definitely was told some stuff that made me think these motherfuckers are saying stuff to people who have prominent positions in companies. Well. That proves the company's idiots, and it proves your idiots. But well, speaking of prominent people in the company, you know, we heard that a certain somebody uh, really had their feelings hurt about what what went down a couple of weeks over the last couple of weeks, which I said was fucking insane to me. How are you a fucking billionaire turning around and playing the fucking victim here, acting <laughs> like you got something to be fucking mad about? Because somebody Ooh. fucking talked about how they weren't fucking paid and they're barely keeping a roof over their fucking house. Because your it's, company can't fucking function properly. Dude, I, it, it, it's so funny because when I when I was told, like, I was told some, uh, basically, they, they, sub, they, they subtweeted me. They subtweeted me all week. <laughs> like hey, they just subtweeted me all week. Like, I saw y'all. Y'all, they're trying to make it. They're trying to hit every fucking check every box. Because now y'all want to do uh glorified indie wrestling fucking ratings. Y'all want to do in glory indie indie fucking federation uh crowds. And then you want to run shit like a fucking glorified fucking indie too, but not fucking paying people. And then trying to play the victim when you get fucking called out public, checking every box. So and 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 see this is this is where like I said I I I love what that company does on television. I am a person who can sometimes. separate. Yeah, sometimes I can separate my situation from the entertainment, but I'm also not watching Dynamite or like Rampage or anything like that. Uh, and definitely not watching Collision or none of that shit. You know, when I watched. Rampage last week, I believe it was right before we right before we recorded uh, our last week's show, and I and I was like, "Yo, I can't really hear myself rapping on the song." I was like, "Oh man!" Now I was told a couple weeks prior that like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna work on it. We're you know, like, let me talk to you. Da da da. Let me talk to them." And I said, "Cool." And you can ask my co-host. Virtually quiet about anything involving the company. Never added anybody. Told people who were adding them, let it go. Don't bother them. You know, we might we might be getting somewhere. And where do we end up a week later? Removed off the song. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to say this before we go and talk about more important things uh, than this company is not only am I am I annoyed for myself, obviously, but I'm annoyed for the other artists that was on that song with me who has had to deal with his own set of bullshit through many different things and um you know my guy rated r is is super talented and my situation should have no bearing on him 
Let's get that clear. It should have no bearing on him. And like I said, if I have to sacrifice myself so people can see exactly what type of company they're dealing with, what kind of people they're dealing with, who will find out somebody's situation, I've told them the personal aspects that y'all might not know about certain parts of my situation, they know. So for them to know this, the whole situation and the stakes and to be like, ah, fuck it, that's that's weak. Like, that's weak. Even if you were like, hey, we're on a structure here, we're on a scale, pay scale, or we're on this, there's still ways around it. You could even just be like, hey, do what other people have done, right? Do what, like, wrestling journalists have done. Share, send something, help out, reach out and be like, hey, I don't know, you know, I can't do a whole lot, but hey, man, I might know people who can and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it just a little, the little shit goes a long way, man. And like I said, I've been, been battling with this for a couple, for like a, about a couple months now. And like I said, without my team, my brothers, without the listeners of this show, without the, the people on Twitter, I wouldn't have made it this far without y'all. So I appreciate y'all because as Jay Stringer said earlier today on Twitter, if the billionaire won't do it, it's obviously on us to do it. And I thought that was a dope thing for him to say because he's saying a billionaire won't do what he's supposed to do. So guess what? Regular people will all work together to uplift. And as, as far as I'm concerned, that is a big part of the mantra of what DAR stands for. Because DAR stands for what, people? Define a revolution. And you don't call yourself revolutionary by fucking over people who bust their ass to do work for you. That's not revolutionary. You got a pay-per-view called Revolution. You don't know what a fucking revolution is. You ain't helped nobody that was down. You ain't done no food drives. I mean, you maybe have now for your charity so you can write it off on your taxes and shit. But you ain't done no protests. You ain't, You haven't even spoken out about some of the things that are going on in, in the world, right? But you had no problem showcasing your former champ. Yeah, I won't even go there. I won't go there. But very, very fucking stupid at the end of the day look everybody who listens to the show i'm pretty sure enjoys their program their product i've heard people say i'm not watching them i'm not fucking with them no more because of that don't let my situation stop you from enjoying something yeah at the end of the enjoy. day absolutely enjoy what you enjoy if you stand with me stand with me we, we can you can still stand with me and rock with me i'm not asking nobody to do nothing nothing like that Everybody who said something or added somebody from the company in a tweet, I've never told them to do that. I want to clarify that, too, just in case people try to throw that out. I've never told people to do that. They've done it on their own because they see how fucked up this shit is. And it's fine. You can tell your story however you want to tell it. Nobody believes your bullshit because your veil has dropped. We see who you are. Sex sex predators and, and sex pests. And the sex offenders are terrible if they're your competition, not if they're in your company. So all that moral shit y'all throw around, the non-toxicity shit y'all throw around is bullshit. It's bullshit. And at the end of the day, every dog has his day. And I, I've had my day. But when, when the day comes that we, we are completely up, up, I can't promise that I'm going to take the high road and not shit on y'all just a little bit. Just can't. I can't promise. I've taken the high road in a lot of things. And Philly, like I said, for anybody who's big and bad and bold behind your 
and your 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 Twitters and all that other stuff, and your group chats, your discords, where you beg people to help you when wrestlers respond to you, <laughs> or when people go at you, you beg them in your Discord, like please go, let's all pile up on such and such and go at such and such, dur dur, like this is corny behavior. You're gonna have your day soon, and we're gonna keep doing what we do because the real always wins. And I believe Macho Man said with the cream rises. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. God, that Randy Savage, very profound guy. But at the end of the day, I wasted too much time talking about you losers. We got more wrestling stuff to talk about. But before we do. Priority wise, updates on the biggest news story in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, um, yeah. It, <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's sure. It. Looks you done, like, son. Yeah. <laughs> sure looks like there might be um there's the church doors are creeping open. Uh our buddy uh Final Draft Junkie, who's a fan of the show, he said you're gonna, gonna have to find whole new fucking words to describe this fucking situation as it goes I saw on. That. Uh I and saw that. he's he's completely correct because the church doors are creeping open. Um now the feds are involved in this. Well, they've always been involved, but I guess they're getting closer to possibly doing something about it. Prosecutors in New York State um, are interviewing people. They're they've been compiling the evidence that was seized when there was a, a federal raid executed on Mitch McMahon's home. Uh, it looks like they were seeking and acquired uh, electronic electronics and electronic communication. Uh, so yeah, it's actually starting to look as if this has only just begun as far as the possible pathway of consequences. My God. Vincent. Um, we can only hope that this ends with this guy completely everything taken away to include his freedom to include his freedom and then hopefully that taken away freedom will also take away his health and he will die cold and alone and powerless in a prison where he fucking deserves to be wild week Johnny Laurinaitis is flipping on him saying that he was a victim too and Johnny Ace is such a bitch He's ready Such. to fucking sing. So I wanted, and I'm not gonna. You you can give your take on it and your feelings. Personally, you know, guy says he was a victim. Guy says that he was also threatened and forced to be a part of it. I know that. I know that it uh stretches credulity, as the pirates would say. Um, <laughs> uh, given some of his other activities and things in life, but. You know, we really work hard to, you know, a porn star can still get raped, a, a prostitute can still get raped. So sure. we don't, For we sure. don't want to completely use somebody's uh, very, very poor behavior in their life before to automatically claim that he is completely lying when he says that he was a victim, and he was coerced into the situation as well. But I am interested to see uh, the young ladies. Uh, legal team's reaction to that claim. I will. I will say that. <laughs> I will. 
I will try to reserve judgment on that claim until I see the reaction of her legal team when they say, because from what she said in the beginning, it did not seem as if she felt that that was the case, um, that no, they were both no. complete perpetrators. So we got to see what's going to shake out there. Vince McMahon, gonna, things are getting worse by the minute. I'm going to say this about the Johnny Ace thing. So for people who don't know about powerful men and rich men, they have what they call right. They have right hand men and the right hand men usually do the same dirt that they do. But it's entire, entirely plausible that a lot of rich men have those right hand men next to them to do the dirt. So that when the dirt gets caught, you can hang it over somebody's head and be like, hey, like you can't flip on me because, you know, you were there. You were too. a part of it, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that is a thing. But I'll say I'll say this when it comes to Johnny Ace. For years, I've heard stories about him on his yeah. own accord, not in situations where it was involving Vince and in his own accord, his own private life. So I think. For him, legally, they probably were like, if you flip on Vince and say this, then you'll get some sympathy. But I've heard literally no sympathy because his track record speaks for itself. Is there a possibility that Vince did, of course, utilize his power to be like, hey, Johnny, we're going to go fuck this. Da, da, da. Sure. I'm sure that's a, that because that's what happens when you're around rich people. Rich people utilize their money and their power over your head so that you don't do certain things or that you do do certain things they want you to do. These are evil people. Evil people do not care about morals, scruples, and none of that shit that people want to rant and rave about. Vince McMahon has been rich his entire life. He has gotten everything he's wanted. If you remember when the controversy, when Trump was running for president, was him saying, oh, you know, the girls, they let you walk up and grab them by the pussy. That's what Trump was saying. And people were like, I can't believe Trump said that. He's like, what, what, you know, what? Like, Trump was acting like he didn't understand what the problem was. The problem is, is that this is exactly what happens. Harvey Weinstein, another, which is a interesting, uh, that name came up a couple of times in wrestling, uh, wrestling talks. But Yeah, recently, right? Yeah. yeah, Harvey Weinstein is a prime example. They use their power and Tori Wilson just came out and said she was doing things she was uncomfortable with. She felt uncomfortable about a lot of stuff she was doing. Look at WWF and WWE after a certain time. Who approves everything that goes on WWF television, WWE television? It's Vince. He was living out of six fantasy. Remember when uh, very the very long-legged detractive Stacey Keebler came out and she had to put her legs around his neck and her feet in his face. And he was like, oh, God, oh, God. Or when Sable was like his pet, Trish Stratus was his fucking pet. Like all of these things exist because Vince, this is Vince living out his real life. So I don't understand anybody who had ever taken up for him or would, would be shocked. None of this shocks me. I have, I've always looked at Vince for years and years and years. The reason why I stopped watching WWE at one point was because I was like, I can't support this company because I, I like I love wrestling, but God, I hate Vince. Like, God, I just hate like everything I knew about him and heard. And like I had been backstage at like a Raw and like a SmackDown before. And I'd like heard people talking about like oh Vince, and you gotta be you gotta be a certain way when Vince comes around. And like 
there's so much about Vince that he's just not a likable guy. And I think that's what that's what it is, man. He's just not a likable guy. He's not somebody that you look to and that you have uh, respect for. I think people respect Vince because he has money and he's been successful. And that's a lot of people. If somebody has money and they're successful, people automatically just bypass all of the red flags and the problems that they see with this person. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, straight up, I have nothing good to say about Vince McMahon. Um, and I hope he rots in the deepest, darkest pit of hell. And for all of you who are complicit in this, like I said, I totally understand some of the things that happen where people coerce you and they, you know, they put the pressure on you and, and you didn't want to go through with it and you did, but that's something you got to take up with God at the end of the day, brother, because that, you know, like you didn't have to do it, but you did it. Like I might be like, damn, it's fucked up. They put you in that position, but you still did it. And that's, you know, it's like nobody forced me to do a lot of dumb shit that I did when I was a teenager growing up. I did a lot of shit, a lot of shit that I'm sure most of you listen to would never do. Never be in a position or chance to do something. I never look for sympathy for the things that I've ever had to do or things I was involved in. I made those decisions. You live with the repercussions that came with them. I've been shot at several times over my life. You do things. Things. There's a cause and effect. No matter what your reason for doing it, when you do it, you got to know you gotta, you're going to have to bite the bullet for what happens. So that's all I can say on that. Speaking of uh, people who might be in the deepest, darkest pit, whoo, I'm I'm already seeing it online. A lot of these Cody fans. <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. Some of you are seriously, you're just like you're like trained seals. Like, oh, it's not the exact thing. Like WWE has just trained you and trained you and trained you. To think that nothing else but WrestleMania matters. It's the same shit as to why we only fucking see the pops during the entrances and the finishes. It's that they've trained you that only these little, things, very specific, narrow-minded things matter. <laughs> when Cody pretty much... Now, there's a lot of explanation that still needs to happen what his motivation that's the first thing like you guys don't want to freak the fuck out you don't even know what the story is yet you don't even know what the story they're telling is yet cody has uh, not revealed his him? cody is re oh he's going to it's it's exactly it, it's gonna happen. just laid it out on this show two weeks ago exactly it's it's we laid happening. it out the story isn't wrestlemania the story is the belt we said that, and it's up, and it's gonna happen. If they might even, like we said, resurrect one of the shows that his dad created for him to do it, or hell, they might book Madison Square Garden for a special, and he takes it there. It's <clears throat> twenty thousand people. Twenty thousand people said, strong. Yeah, it's happening. It's the garden. It's, it's a different look, fucking. That's a different fucking animal. It's a different fucking thing. I'm singing. I'm singing kingdom because I actually feel for Cody. 
I was that was you. I wouldn't. Um, and I'm, I wouldn't. We already said this. This is fine. This is just wrestling. No, no. I, the reason why I say I feel for him is because for the first time ever, Cody reeled me in, and when he took Rock's hand and the sad look in his face, I actually stopped and was like, "Damn, this dude really like this dude ain't catching no breaks right now." Like, like, but then I thought about it. He's going to probably face Seth at WrestleMania at this point. I he's think probably that's probably gonna unify beat, those belts. Yeah, he's gonna beat Seth and then that's yeah. gonna become the thing. And so it's a trade. Because after right? Roman drops it, after Roman drops it and you have a normal champion, you really don't need that other quote unquote workhorse belt. Yeah. Because Cody will be on the show regularly and defending it regularly. Yep. And so that's I, I think. Cody gets out the way for Rock, but still gets the main event. It'll, it'll just be night one instead of night two. But you get a win. You get a title win. You beat the guy who you came in and had your first match in the company. So that's a full circle thing, right? Your first yeah, match yeah, back, absolutely. full circle. And then you set your sights on the guy who beat the biggest crossover star, in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, yes. You, you get to go yes. and take the title from him. And what's going to happen is they're probably going to try to get Roman to how long is, how long has he got, got till you pass Hogan? I mean, it's going to be once they go through <laughs> mania mania, he'll be there. Okay. So basically they're, they're just gonna, like I said, I'm ready for Roman to lose the title. Like Roman, he, he was talking cash shit tonight about, the schedule yeah. and, 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 and like and like oh like I, so good. I, I was trying to hate on it, but I'm like he's he talking that shit. I can't even be mad at it. But it, it it does bring up the point that in this era of WWE, you need a more consistent person. Roman is not gonna want to be on the road and do all that stuff. That man is enjoying his life. He is he's got way more time behind him than than ahead of him in professional wrestling. So I think Roman is just like hey look. Uh, you know, I've had this belt. He, his name is etched in the history books. Him getting to wrestle his cousin in the main event of WrestleMania. Someone who he grew up with and looked up to for years. The person who, in Philadelphia, when he got his first big win, which is a Royal Rumble win, saved his ass. And it's full circle. When we talk about finishing stories, these stories are all just like intertwined there's cody's story there's a roman story there's a rock and roman story which people have said for years yo rock versus roman i never wanted to see it but now it makes sense roman's become a character he when he was the big dog and and suffering succotash i didn't want to see that shit then now it's a match that feels big it feels like box office it's the rock did coming you, back for shit did you hear that fucking pop god damn rock is man rock it, there's nothing like the rock when when Rock comes back, Stone Cold and The Rock to me are like, they're like the they're like the your real your gods of wrestling because they can do no wrong. When they come back, that no matter no matter how long it's been, that pop, no matter what crowd you, they were in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, I mean Birmingham has never been known as like one of those hot towns and crowds. And then what was what was the, they were in was it Colorado when Rock came back? Uh, what beginning of this month? I think yeah. within Colorado. No, 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 no. Colorado was 
Wait, when was that? Colorado okay. was the first time, beginning of the year. The first time he came back, when he yeah. was he was doing the college football thing. So they were in Colorado because he was there for, for prime and and and, and yeah. that. So he that pop was crazy. Even the day the day one raw pop, what were they? San Diego or some shit like San that. San Diego, yeah, yeah. These are not places that are known as like like this is not your your New York. This isn't Chicago. This isn't you know what I mean like this wasn't. So rock is that type of person where you you hear that music, it's, it's it's the crowd goes wild because also rock is a special attraction. WWE does not utilize their special attractions as often as they used to. Like Brock, I guess we didn't really get a chance to mention that. Brock Lesnar's pretty much done. Uh, there's yeah. going to be no more Brock Lesnar, which, I mean, as a fan, obviously I would love to see Brock Lesnar more as a wrestler, but as a human being, uh, Brock, you got clearly bigger issues to deal with. There's probably a lot of things we don't know that have not been uncovered yet. And with that, uh, sit your ass home. You know, Sable, if you ever want to get to get back, get some revenge. You know, I'm I'm always around. Uh, but you know, like this is just like I said, this is just one of those things where I love to shit on Cody fans because, well, it's just fun for me. I'm not a Cody fan, <laughs> never will be. But I think what you have to do when you lose a CM Punk, which is another thing we have not actually got a chance to really discuss the details, that CM Punk is missing the next six months. And that is a huge blow to WWE. So the least you can do, I think, at this time is at least build to a Cody versus Roman at like a SummerSlam or a July or in Great American Bash in, in in the Madison Square Garden or something like that. Unification match. You have to do that because you're without your biggest uh, your biggest merchandise seller. You know, like CM Punk is the biggest merchandise seller in the WWE. There's just bar none. Bar none. Right? Bar none. So you're losing him. So you bring back another guy who can move merch like like hell in The Rock. You have Cody who his merchandise sales are a little, little lower than it used to be, right? I think that's interesting that Cody's merchandise sales aren't what they once were now that Rock's come back and, and Punk is there and Jay Uso all of a sudden is like overtaking everybody. But regardless, Cody is is he's the guy. He's their guy. He's 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 gonna be their guy. Um <laughs> he signed an extension, I'm pretty sure. So He's not going anywhere. And I think with that knowledge, the Cody fans, when he finally does win, I think there's going to be like an air of excitement. And what they did, I believe, is allow Cody to help elevate the World Heavyweight Championship because Seth is, even though Seth was begging him, which I didn't think was a great look, it does add an air of prestige to me where Cody says, I'll eventually come for you, but you got somebody else to attend to, and I'm going to go with this belt. Because he's essentially turning Roman down. After all the shit Roman talked, he turned him down. Although it does kind of make Cody look goofy, because it's like, you know, he said, do you want to chase and be number good number two, or do you want to go try your hand at number one? And I, it did make him look a little goofy. I, I, that I didn't understand, but at the end of the day, Rock Roman is such a big match that if you have the opportunity to do it and the rock agrees to do it, you do it. 
That's just it. You do it. Cody versus Seth is a huge match. Um, granted, it's happened a couple times, but they but the very last time that they actually had, a, I think, a one on one match with each other on pay per view was the torn pectoral muscle match for yeah. Cody. And it's like they've done they've done just about everything you can do. Now you can add a nice stipulation to it. I'm sure Seth has no problem putting him over. Um, we've seen that. Or, or if you really want to be surprised, Seth has yet to go over on Cody, right? You really want to? Like, that's a risky thing to do. But if you really want to, you could do something so interesting with that. But I, like I said, I think, Look, man, you're going to, you're going to push these Cody fans over the edge. All right. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying Seth is net. Seth. It's funny. Roman has Roman ever beat Seth. I don't uh, think I mean, he- I'm sure they had 50 matches back when Seth turned. So, uh, well, another interesting thing to do is to have Cody, you know, win that belt. And that's how you give Rollins some time off. He heals. He comes back as a heel specifically because Cody Rhodes, I could never beat you. And then you put me on the shelf and took everything from me. You know what I'm saying? And that's Cody, one of Cody, his Seth Rollins, first feud after he comes back and heals up from his back and from his knee is as a heel against a freshly new world champion, Cody Rhodes. And I would like to see, um, I believe if Cody, if, if when Cody does beat Roman, sometime in the summertime is what I assume is happening. I believe Cody is going to hold that belt into WrestleMania 41. Yeah. And if I am a betting man, I'm going to assume Cody Rhodes goes into WrestleMania 41 and more than likely has the match that sold people on the Royal Rumble the week before. I think they're going to do Punk and Cody a yeah. year from now. Yeah. Because, and I think Punk will be heel for that more than likely. Oh, because, yeah. No, he'll be back by SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I think, but I think he'll be a heel by then. I oh, think you Punk, mean a heel. Okay. I think he wants to be a heel in WWE. So you give him a couple months to come back in the summertime. He's going to feud with who's going to feud with. Because you know Drew and, and Punk is going to be the first thing. And then Punk heading to Rumble, he's going to be desperate, right? He's going to be desperate because he's like, I came so close last year, blah, blah, blah. And then you have your two biggest stars, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, WrestleMania 41 in the Midwest in Minnesota. CM Punk gets his WrestleMania main event. And guess what? There's no two titles anymore. So it's actually going to be the main, the event. main, main, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is what matters. And if I and if I'm also a betting man, you know, another match I'd say for WrestleMania 41. I'm I'm thinking far out because I've heard some stuff. Roman Reigns and probably Seth Rollins is probably going to be a match that they do at WrestleMania 41 because it's a match that they have not done uh, at WrestleMania one on one, and that's probably the only match that they've not done one on one that Roman has has had. So I could see that being another thing because if Roman, that's the story, right? Roman hasn't decisively beaten Seth, no matter what. He's never decisively beaten Seth over the years. That's the story they tell. So WWE, I'll give them credit. They have been cooking with their stories, 
and setups for the future. They have a ton of WrestleMania main events that they can run with, and, and I think they're going to use them all. Uh, what I will say, however, is Bailey and the damage control breakup tonight was done actually masterfully because Dakota Kai was not there. Um, Bailey revealed that she knows how to hear and speak Japanese, which I thought was actually pretty yeah, fun. Clever, uh, clever spin, yeah. Yeah. Although it does beg the question of why she waited this whole time to finally be like, yeah, well. But it's but it was methodical, right? She she had a she had a steel pipe that was planted there. You she know, knew it was coming. You know what's funny? I guess I guess because they wanted to inform the audience fully. But like if it ends up being revealed that she knows Japanese and it was just the three Japanese ladies together and no one else, why weren't the Japanese ladies speaking Japanese? Hmm. Like in that backstage set in what fucking context would, would those three I, ladies be together talking shit and they wouldn't be speaking Japanese to one another? And I and I, I think it's because she wasn't around. So they were like, oh, she can't hear us when she's not near. But I think what they tried to do, this is my perspective, and I, I'm trying to make sense of the WWE thought process. Bailey heard all of the Japanese stuff that they said, but she had never been plotted against. They were making fun of her, right, and talking about her. Yeah. But they were plotting against her in English. And I think that's what drove it completely over the top. Was I, know, like, I know. I'm just saying realistically. Realistically, oh no, realistically they would be talking Japanese. They'd be like, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a small Japanese. detail. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it's just like, uh, they would just talk Japanese. Yeah. But I, I thought it was really well done. I thought uh, Bailey came off very phenomenal uh, in that. I think the the dichotomy between her and, and, and that whole damage control thing like it's interesting because does Dakota you know side with her or does she side with you know the you know the others or because like, you know, because you know now that I think about it you still could have done the same thing you could have had him back there talking talking shit it would have been even more like clever of a reveal very is, very much so I agree is you have him talking shit in Japanese you have Bailey leaning back there but then Bailey's body language says and you you say to yourself as a viewer holy shit did she understand them and then yep. they get out in the ring and she reveals she indeed did understand them and now it's on you know what i'm saying you can reveal so much through body language that you could have could have made it pretty obvious what they were talking about and then you had bailey in a little bit of exposition in the ring tell the crowd what they were talking about you know what i mean but uh, yeah, know, yeah yeah i don't know yeah no no I, little, I get what you're saying just little I, things I, yeah I, I get what you're saying. I think but I think I agree. It was a fantastic. It was a fantastic segment. It was a great way to do it. It's so fucking cool, man. Like above everything, uh, aside or with everything else, EO Sky is going to be in a world title match at WrestleMania. That's fucking dope. And just a couple years ago, she was released <laughs> from yeah, yeah. WWE, and she came back. And this damage control story has basically been the the whole story, right? The catalyst, and now it's yeah. culminating. Now it's culminating in 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 a WrestleMania title match, which she's going to be, I'm assuming, doing the honors 
uh, for Bailey, um, unless they want to, you know, really maybe, maybe, you know, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, Bailey, I, I got to give credit to Bailey too because there was a time where I, like Bailey didn't seem like she was, you know, doing just much. doing much, Kinda, and now, yeah. you know, and and so I've I've shit on WWE for so many years, but I, I I'll give them credit where credits due when they want to do this thing right. They can they can really make magnificent television. It's the shit that made me fall in love with this shit in the first place a long time ago. So you know, I'm 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 also really curious to see how this Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch thing obviously plays out because it's very clear that's where they're going for WrestleMania. You don't think they're gonna I mean, go? You don't think they're gonna go Bianca Rhea? Nah, I don't think so. I think I think they the, I think they should. Well, now nah, what they're probably gonna do is do Bianca Jade. I actually I agree with you. I think yeah. this whole thing is building to a number of things. I think Naomi being on uh, SmackDown now, she's gonna eventually side with Bailey and help her against, um, you know, Asuka and all these other. You know, I think they they have so, the one thing I will say about WWE right now is that they have so many stories they can tell with their women. It's an overload. They have an overload of great women they could utilize. You have Rhea Ripley, you got Becky, you got the Kabuki Warriors, you got Bailey, you got, uh, you know, fucking Jade now, you got Naomi back. Uh, like, there's so many things that they can do with the women. Bianca versus Jade as just like, that's a moment. That's like, a, you have to do that. And I would personally do that match as like the opening match of like night two. Of WrestleMania, I would yeah. do like a night to open a match, like really showcase it, yeah, because it sets the tone for the night, and you have these big, you know, like this big, like this big moment all night. You know, you got the Rock and Roman closing, but you're starting with Bianca versus Jade, and you have these two beautiful like women just standing there in that moment. The way people felt when Sasha and Bianca had their match, I think. The, I guess the novelty of it wears off a little bit now because it's like we've already seen, you know, like two black women main event and have a main event. But it's like to have two of them open the arguably the biggest WrestleMania in terms of like stature because it's just Roman's huge, man. Roman's a huge deal. Rock's a huge deal. Cody's a huge deal. Seth's a big deal. Like. This is a this is the, the interesting time. If WWE does this right, they could knock this shit out the fucking park. And I think that's been the issue, right? Is that they have they've have so much talent, they just can't knock it out the park like that. But they're starting to get there. And uh I would love to see Bianca if you if you put if the three matches for for the women at WrestleMania, and I think it'll be four matches between both nights. Um I think it'll be four, maybe five, you know. I think it'll be four or five. I think they have two each night, maybe three. Um, because when you look at the roster, I don't I see more women viable for a WrestleMania spot than men. Almost like outside of the top guys. Like, I don't think you would put Viking Raiders and 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 fucking Karrion Cross on a WrestleMania card, but you'd easily put EO Sky and Kabuki Warriors and and Bailey and Becky and Rhea and you know and you could even put Chelsea Green and 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 on on a on a card. You can even do something with that. You know, I think there's a lot of talent women wise in WWE. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm 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 excited about WrestleMania. Uh, just because tonight, tonight took my excitement up three thousand percent. Because I didn't want to. I'll be honest. I didn't want to see Cody versus Roman again. Um, because I thought they didn't do it right the first time. Obviously, with the ending, I just didn't like the ending last year. Um, even though I'm not a Cody guy, I still think Cody should have probably won it last year if that's what they were going to do. And if that's not what they're going to do, then shoot, let's go with Roman and Rock. Roman and Rock is is way bigger than what Cody and Roman is this, uh, last year. So um, let's go with it. Um, you know, Bailey is on her path. You know, Rhea Ripley probably going to face Becky Lynch. That's the whole story, getting back to her being the man. Uh, but, Eric, I'll pose a question to you because we talked about Jade. We talked about Vince and Jade a little bit earlier. Do you see Jade actually signing with SmackDown, or you think that's like a it's just a just a tease? Oh, um, <clears throat> Bianca's on Raw, right? I think so. I believe so. Then yes, it makes perfect sense, right? The the yep. woman of Raw and the, the woman of SmackDown and yep. then yep Big Clash Adam Pierce and, and Nick Aldis and I'm not saying that they're exactly the same but they're but they're similar enough in stature and aura that you would want to split those acts up into two separate shows so you get the double dip you know what I mean the moment that Nick Aldis is backstage and and Adam Pierce shows up and he says I got a proposition for you at WrestleMania. You pick somebody, I pick somebody, and then yeah. they do this whole thing where they where, where they go out and they in the ring and 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 like Adam brings out, I'm gonna bring out the EST, you know, at WrestleMania, anybody you put her against, blah 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 blah, and then Nick says, "Oh, really? Well, boom!" And then like like there's like that's great, that's great fucking, you know, <laughs> like it's great oh, shit. Yeah, and guess what? Now I have a question for you. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> What are we doing? Who 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 goes over? (laughs) Jade. Absolutely Jade. Jade. Okay. Absolutely. Here's why I say She's new. You got to put her over in front of this audience. I I think because of the fact Bianca's had her moment already, you know, multiple times had a moment. And so I think, and and also Bianca might be, uh, might be out of might here. Might not be. Might not be long for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, might yeah. Be out of here. So be headed to Hollywood. Yeah, makes you sense. Know, so I. So I think that'd be great. You know, to 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 put up, put her over and and Bianca's a worker too. You know, Bianca works and yeah, I think yeah. Jade Jade needs somebody to go out there for that first big match and you you do that. That's a dream match. That's something that like everybody's like, man, I like. I used to see people on Twitter all the time. Yo, man, the day we get Bianca versus Jade, that's gonna feed families. It's gonna, you know, da, 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 da. that's gonna be. And here we are. We, we we're here. And so you have to do it at WrestleMania in front of what 70,000 people. I mean, Jade didn't because Jade didn't get to do all in, right? So Jade didn't get to do all in. So uh she's never wrestled in front of a crowd. Up until the Royal Rumble, obviously, but she's never wrestled in front of like a crowd that big and have a one-on-one match. That's a that's a moment against Bianca too. I I can't see why you would put Bianca over Jade because Bianca can come back from a loss, and so could yeah, Jade. Absolutely. But like she's she's new. But she's you know, new she's to new. this. You know, yeah, yeah. She's new to this audience. Yeah. So you got to build her. Most of it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that uh, need to get built, AEW continuing the trends, uh, very concerning ones. Now, I must say they have some um some really solid uh some houses uh going right now um coming yeah. up that are pretty decent attendances. Um, but the attendance they've broken their lowest record multiple times uh this year and you know they're staying they're they're staying in the low 800s which i tried to ring the fucking alarm about in the summer and the fall and was told that we were being uh bad faith bad faith actors yeah well now you're in the now you're in the low 800s so i fucking told you and really, realistically, if you look at the quarter hour breakdowns, they're really in the seven hundreds. They're really in the seven hundreds. They started off to the I Big Bang they, Theory. Yeah, I think they started <laughs> off with nine hundred and eighty three thousand from the Big mm-hmm. Bang Theory. Now, you know, say what you want, think what you want, but personal opinion. But it's not my personal opinion that one hundred thousand over one hundred thousand wrestling fans tuned out during Mox and Jeff Hardy. You know what I'm saying? But that's where the number went. The number went down by over 100,000 during that this is match. It's a weekly thing, too. It's a week- I want people to understand. And it's too, a like, weekly thing. So I don't think I, th- I, I think that's that's Big Bang Theory bleed off. People, okay, Big Bang Theory's on. Wrestling's on. I, I'm out of here. There's nothing that's hooking, in, hooking them in. I don't it's a think difference. Wrestling fans didn't want to watch Mox and Hardy. You know, that was a good match. It's two big stars. Like, okay. Um, so really, they're hanging out in the 700s for 90% of the show. Yep. A far Every metric going down. 1.1s. Now, I will from. say that there's plenty of stuff on this show this past week that was that was fucking solid. Um, to great. I mean that that swerve RVD fucking main event fucking crushed it. it was really fucking good. Um, Tony Storm is the best thing going in AEW. I, Tony Storm is one of the best things going in wrestling. Period. I, uh, I, I that like, she is fucking. I ama- amazing. It, like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense for that character to be as fucking good as it is. Because like when it first started, I was like, what is this? This is so, this is silly. And she, first of all, she is a deviant as one because everything she says is fucking (laughs) ridiculous. But it's funny because you know, like nobody's coaching her on what to say. So this is her. And I love it because we would have never seen this before uh, in in prior iterations of, of her career. So I love what she's doing. I think Tony is is amazing. I mean, this is someone who could talk about getting bees while in New Orleans and not for her neck, which is that is like, yo, <laughs> like yo, hey, 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 hey. By the way, that right, that's that's what Taya I'm and about. and Deanna Perrazzo match fucking cooked. I wish that would have been a little bit longer, but it was fucking good, and I knew it was going to be um, something. Two I did. Questions. I know we're doing. I know we're talking AEW, but I did want to real quick because I feel like it was really noticeable on Raw and definitely tonight. And we'll have to do some, we'll have to ask some people about this. It kind of seems like WWE has moved almost, if not completely away from, pretty much away from um, the heavy scripting of the promos. 
like the promos all week this week on WWE were 10 fucking times better than they've been in a decade. Like 75 like it was good all around. You uh, can, I mean I, like you could tell that the um the Owens Logan Paul deal was completely tit for tat. Like you could tell that they were riffing and making stuff up as they went. Um and then the, the Roman the, Reigns thing drop, you know, he's just dropping battle rap stuff out there. Um well, people Seth, don't realize Seth Cody was fucking excellent on Monday. Like, it seems like they moved away a lot from from the pure scripting. Drew McIntyre. People... <laughs> oh my McIntyre god, Drew McIntyre. I prayed for this and it happened. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, that was incredible. Um, so we'll have to look into that. No, so I will tell you what I do know. I'll tell you what I know. Uh, what I do know from people that, you know, connected to WWE people is that <clears throat> the only reason why they ever scripted promos all the time before was because of the man who's now disgraced. I mean, he, that's what I'm getting at here. That yeah. We all knew it was but, a big Vincism. And, and uh, oh, imagine that. That guy was a control freak and had to be a complete control of everything that everyone was doing at all times. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Because if you know in NXT, there wasn't a lot of scripting in NXT when Triple H was running it. It was pretty much a sink or swim deal because we we it, development got more freedom, which is weird, right? Because development, yeah, yeah. Because developmental, it was like, hey, look, these guys got to find their way, you know. Um, and I remember I had a, I have a, I guess I still consider him a friend who he's in WWE and he worked NXT for a little while. He worked house shows and stuff. And he's like, dude, I get all of this fucking, um, you know, free time. And I get all this opportunity to go, you know, do this and stuff. He's like, I love NXT. And they brought him to the main roster and it was exactly the exact opposite. He's like, dude, I can't, I don't even get TV time. I'm not da da da. So <clears throat> I think that is a big thing that will help with the changing of WWE and I get it, you know, like people want to go, oh, Fed, the Fed sucks, the Fed's bad, blah, blah, blah. And like, I get it, man. Like, <clears throat> WWE for a long time struggled. We're not them, and we're fucking impartial, and good is yeah. good. And I, I don't want to say that. Like, I, this needs to be said too, because like, there's so many people who jump on it. Your tribalism is unnecessary because at the end of the day, all of this is professional wrestling. Before an AEW existed, you were a WWE fan, and maybe they drove you away. I get it. I am one of those people. They drove me away. And here I am now, and I've been off and on for the last couple of years, tuning in here and there, checking it out, because at my core, I started watching WCW and WWF. I can still watch AEW and WWE now. Like, if AEW's not putting on good shows, they're not putting on good shows. If WWE's putting on bad shows, they're putting on bad shows. This is not a fed bad, you know, dubs up, you know, doubles and all that other shit. Like, <clears throat> all that shit don't matter, man. Like, if, if the show's good, the show's good. Wrestling is wrestling. We are wrestling fans first. Wrestling fan first. It don't matter who to come to. If TNA came out with hey, some fire Hey, I'm about to say, hey, uh, Respect to TNA and MLW who've been fucking doing their thing fucking recently as well. Speaking of MLW, uh, you got anything 
You want to talk about MLW-wise? I think they got a big event coming up. They soon. got a uh, super fight going down tonight as you listen to it. Uh, should be available on the usual streaming platforms. A bunch of like t- interesting, interesting matches going on. Uh, our guy, Alex Kane, friend of the show, uh, defending the belt. Jacob Fatu in a wild match. Um, Mystico is going to be on the fucking show. Make a pop for that. Uh, going to be highly interested. Encourage you to check it out. Um, back to where we were. At least we got Revolution to work, look forward to. It looks like it's a fucking awesome build for that. And they have a ton of people getting packed into that building for Sting's last match. Revolution is going to fucking rock. Absolutely going to rock. Uh, Sting retirement. Clearly they're leading to a swerve, hangman, Samojo thing. We've had a discussion about that. Uh, I've discussed that with several people uh, privately um, that people people had conflicting opinions on a triple threat at Revolution. Um, but I, I I wonder what what comes next. You know what comes next. I've heard some things. Obviously, I'm not in the, in the good graces of, of AEW right now to know all the all the business. But um, I will say there's possible chance you hear coin drop maybe. Uh, at Revolution, oh. there's always a chance. Um, I know for a fact you're gonna hear you're gonna be talking a lot about money in March. <laughs> a lot about money. It's all in about money. General, in general, there's gonna be a lot of rain and a lot of money being spoken about right around Revolution. Let's hope that's in more than one way. Um, uh, when, yeah. when are we? It's February. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we be a uh getting elevated here pretty soon as well uh i feel like that's kind of falling off the radar a little bit yeah that right there yeah. to me is is their actual next fucking huge mega star yeah in the waiting actually, actually um what's what's today uh today we're february 3rd february 3rd the 12th the 12th i think Thirteenth, mm. the kick in. I I I got I got to look at it. I can't, I can't. Yeah, I got to look at it. But uh, yeah. So AW right now, on a roster standpoint, they're about to have the craziest roster that they've had in quite some time. You know, we could all go back to the Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, CM Punk rival, but. Adam Cole and, and Brian Danielson are still in AEW. John Moxley's there. Swerve is now there. He wasn't there, obviously, that when, when those three first arrived. Uh, you still have a ton of, you know, your Hangman pages, your Samoa Joes. And then you add a Will Ospreay. Woo. Possibly add Okada. Woo. Edge. Adam Copeland is there. And then you also... Possibly, maybe, at a Mercedes Monet alongside a Diana Perrazzo. That is huge for any wrestling company. My concern, however, is what do you do with all of those talents? It has when, been a challenge. When, yeah, you have not done so great over the last couple years utilizing everybody 
I will say I do know this, and this is not like a scoop or anything, but I've been told this directly. The women's division is going to be built around Mercedes Monet in AEW. It's well, going to be built better around. for the money you're paying her. Yeah, she is going to get the highest paid contract of any women's wrestler uh, in the history of professional wrestling. We'll see what Becky Lynch gets when because she, she's negotiating right now. We'll see what she gets, but to sign her to you know the biggest contract, she is getting the CM Punk rollout March thirteenth. It has been it has been hinted at by Andrew Zarian and Sean Ross Sapp, a uh, few others. True God, Dar. Yes, yeah. True, <laughs> just say True God is why I've been saying this for fucking forever, but. They were always trying to get to TD Garden. They could not get it for March 6th, the post uh the post-revolution show, because they needed they wanted it for March 6th. You know why? Because they have a tour of Canada coming up in the middle of March. So they're not gonna do any shows outside of Canada in the middle of March. So they wanted to do March 6th. I think the TD Garden, they couldn't get it or they couldn't finalize it. <laughs> and Atlanta for March 6th was made more sense because they're in Greensboro for a revolution. So they locked down the TD Garden. Uh, I believe that's the announcement that Tony's supposed to make on Wednesday, uh, announcing it. And he they may actually just announce Mercedes arriving in, too, to drive ticket sales. Because I think as big as she is... Does they need to drive I, some tickets up? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't... You can't see them punk this. AEW is not as hot as it was when Punk first arrived. You can't see him Punk this. Uh, crowds have been back for years. There's all that's an element of this whole thing with Punk, right? When Punk showed up, that some people have said, not saying any names, some people say, "Oh, Punk joined because he was a cop chaser and he knew joining us he, he was gonna <laughs> like." It's very stupid. But what I will, I will concede this. I was at two AEW events before Punk arrived, and it was like five or six thousand people. In each venue because they had started touring again and this is post post covid restrictions and all that shit so naturally people want to go to these events we're well beyond that people first of all if you look outside people are not wanting to pay for these fucking ticket prices that aw's been putting forth too your ticket prices are a bit higher and then you're, you're just why you're not people not buying it when you lower your ticket prices then you start selling more tickets it's very simple if you want to fill up a building give us stuff that we want to see and also lower your fucking prices. Like it's very simple. Fucked up out here. People are struggling. If people no pay matter who that administration out, trots out there to tell you otherwise. Yeah, I saw that bullshit. This economy is fucked up. I mean, you see it multiple times a week at this point, but uh yeah, this like, economy is fucked up. Tony, do something for somebody else other than your fucking self for once. Shit. There, there's a message. There's a message in there. There is. There is. And so, no, but like, yeah. So I think I think you can't run the risk of having Mercedes debut and not not announce it so that people can be like, oh shit, Mercedes Monet. Yo, we we in there. We in there. It's gonna become a hot ticket item. Um, it's gonna be something you want to be a part of. And I'm pretty sure. They're going to give it like a special event name and special thing. And they're giving her the CM Punk first dance treatment. And I have two concerns. If this doesn't draw exactly like how people want it to draw. 
it's gonna I, get fucking ugly. I don't want. I I I shudder to think what's Look, going man, to be the fallout. I <laughs> I dare not even share my fucking opinion on this situation. It's a it's a good get for them. I'll say that. It's good. It's Great good. get. Yeah, it's the it's yeah. the it's the it's the best possible get they could they could pull off. Yeah, because that, that is true. That is true. Because I I don't. I'm gonna word this the right way. When we talk about needle movers in professional wrestling, oh, no. I don't think there's any such thing that AEW could find at this point in time. I think Mercedes is the closest thing to a needle mover. I mean, we're going to see if she is. I, here's why I said the closest thing. She yep. is one of the biggest professional wrestlers in the women's division from WWE. I would say if she had left WWE and this was last year when she showed up, then I would say she probably could move some needles because you know, right then and there, she was super hot. Everybody was like waiting yeah. for her and stuff. I'm, I think. I mean, no, you could say that. Like they have done an extremely thorough job. All parties involved have done an extremely thorough job of completely fucking draining all of the momentum out of this. Yeah, it's. it's I'm not it's saying like, it's gonna flop. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not saying that. But like, no, I don't think it'll flop. But yeah, it's it's. And I get it, man. She had to wait till she was being offered the, the, the uh, details in the in the ink that she felt that she deserved. I get it, but facts are facts. All parties involved have done a, a tremendous job of completely fucking ruining, destroying I'm, all of the momentum that has had. I'm gonna say this, and I don't. And they have a chance to rebuild it. You know, hopefully it goes fucking great. But there's yeah. one the, the the issue I have with this is I don't think there's any savior for AEW in their numbers. And I think and I don't mean that like in a bad way. I mean they found their sweet spot and then they completely turned off a lot of fans in general. You know, the CM Punk thing, yeah, it, it ain't gonna be a, it ain't gonna be a signing that's gonna do it. It's gonna be Yeah, it's you have yeah. to change you like the Start way making the better company, choices. Yeah, it's like you when the veil the the veil for that company has been lowered, and once you see, once you have a punk in his vlog saying, "This locker room is everything that professional wrestling." Like we know too much as fans, so we know how you operate. We, meaning Dar, we talk to people and know people in these companies. We know how you guys move, so the that when that leaks out amongst others, that also turns off people, and so. Mercedes is, is she's a huge deal. But a friend of mine posed this question to me when we were talking about it. He said, is Sasha Banks the huge deal? Or is Mercedes Monet the huge deal? It's like, because we don't know. And I was like, I can't say anything. He's like, Sasha Banks was under a controlled environment in WWE, which she did not like which is fair. She's going to have all the freedom, just like Adam Copeland has all the freedom. But how much of a needle mover has Adam Copeland been? And he makes a shit ton of money. He makes like three, four million, I think, something like that, a year. 
has he been a needle mover? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I consider him that. So that's the question. You know, what, what constitutes as a needle mover? And will Mercedes Monet be the needle mover to get AEW back to a one million? That is why you announce Mercedes Monet ahead of time to give people time to wait for it, anticipate it, be excited for it. You have to do that. If, if AW thinks they can just breeze on in and and tease her for six weeks and then they're going to sell out a building, it's not going to happen. You're not selling out any buildings really except Revolution. That's the one that's the one that you've really done. That's because of Sting and it's Greensboro Coliseum, like it's history. You have to make sure you are putting your best foot forth on situations like this. So with that, I am hopeful that Mercedes will not only move the needle, she will also be the most. The most exciting signing for the women. I had to rest of, I had to get the word right. The biggest, she's probably obviously the biggest signing that they've had for the women. But it's like all the bigger women, all the women that are on the same level as her are not leaving because those are the four horse women. So she's the only, you know, if Bailey wanted to leave, that'd be a huge signing for AEW if she decided to leave. If Becky Lynch left, huge signing. Um, but Rhea, once again, Rhea, and then all, huge signing. But I mean, she, ain't, she ain't fucking leaving. Yeah, she ain't going nowhere. But Home it's grown, like went through the bad times. <laughs> yeah, it's like or Bianca for Bianca everyone to leave. That'd be a yeah. huge fucking sign. That'd be yeah. a needle mover in a sense because Bianca is flirting with the concept of Hollywood. Whereas and that Mercedes- and that might be the the one that's like the closest to like that might actually happen because of that factor because we don't know how WWE will handle that going forward now that there's new people running the show um whether they how how they will handle people wanting to do outside projects wanting to do movies wanting to do TVs um I've heard it's been encouraged again, I've heard it's I mean, encouraged right now so we'll and see. I don't doubt it um because when Triple H took back in control um, the second time, that's when they the whole streaming thing happened, and they're like, "Okay, you guys can do your streaming and make make your money off of it." Um, I kind of cover this, you know. I, I allude to this on a couple of shows, and I alluded to it on Twitter today. You know, there's so many, and we talked about this, I think, in the summer. There were so many of these things that WWE just handed AEW as like these massive advantages. Um. The locker room culture, the <laughs> yeah, well, you see where I'm going here. Locker room <laughs> culture, Vince and Dunn being totally out of touch and running a shitty wrestling show, fucking with people, treating them like shit. Uh, the allowing people to do outside projects, the cold, fucking bitter cold fans that makes it a shittier product to watch. Um, the schedule. And bit by bit, people are not mistreated. At, well, who the fuck knows what we're going to find out. But a lot of the mistreatment is different now. The morale is different now. 
It looks like they're encouraging and allowing people to do outside projects. The crowds are starting to get with it. And AEW, the locker room situation's kind of started to eat itself a little bit over time. Although right now morale bit. is great. That's, That's what yeah, I was yeah. told. We're yeah, it's ask, great backstage. You got all the people. Ask, yeah. 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 So bit by bit, all of those advantages are, are, are evaporating and they're not countering it. They're doing the opposite. They're putting JoJo bullshit on their TV uh, semi-regularly because there was two I believe- particular segments that were some fucking JoJo bullshit that was on Dynamite the other day that were fucking embarrassing. Um, I have no idea what those segments are because I didn't watch, but I'll yeah. just say what the great poet Sean Corey Carter Jay-Z once said, Dark Knight feeling, die you be a hero, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Say that. To double back to the very first segment that we talked about. You try to play the hero for too long and act like you're good at two shoes for too long. And when your skeletons start to fall out the closet, it's not so much fun. So, although, once again, WWE, I am not denying the fact that most of those people that work there. It ain't a comparison. It ain't It ain't this versus that. Well, what about this? What about that? Now, we don't play that no. game here. I just want to say this whataboutism shit sucks because if we did the whataboutism game every single time, when you talk about Vince and Vince's story is unlike anything else we've heard, right? It's it's unlike anything else. It is so fucking disgusting. It is shitty. It is the worst. And and this is not what aboutism, but the people just don't keep the same energy when they hear anything of even of a lesser note. If you hear of something that's that's sketchy or or there's people that you find ways to be like, Ric Flair's on the show, but guess what? If he's only there because Sting, Right, he's just only there because of Sting. Like, that doesn't make it better. That doesn't make it right. This is still someone who's had allegations and bullshit against him because he is fucking what he is. It's okay to acknowledge that your favorite company is also bad. <laughs> it's okay to acknowledge that your favorite company also sucks. It's also for me. I don't have a favorite company. Whoever makes the best at the yeah, time that they're making it. Yeah. You do have a favorite company. It changes uh, semi-regularly, depending on. Oh, who, who, whoever's hot. Like, it's it's like this. My loyalty, like, loyalty in sports is different to me than loyalty in wrestling, right? Like, you're a 49ers fan. You're going to ride or die with your team. Because oh, boy. That's, <laughs> because that's a team. But if, say, the NFL had a competitor like, you know, like the 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 UFL or, or whatever, you're not going to be like, I watched the NFL, so I'm not going to watch the UFL. When the XFL came out, I watched that shit. When arena football, I watched arena football. Didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I watched that shit. The point is, I like professional wrestling. WWE has always had professional wrestling. 
sometimes it just wasn't good. <laughs> like, you can call it sports entertainment all you want. It's professional wrestling. What they do in the ring is wrestle. It's just that sometimes the shit wasn't good. And that's okay. Sometimes it ain't going to be good. Sometimes the shit sucks. I, you know, like, that's just, that's, that's just how it goes. But through all of this, through all of this, this is my final, final words for the night. Unless you got another topic you want to, nope, you want to gloss over. Professional wrestling. I hate, I hate that I'm using this because I think Cody Rhodes said this. Professional wrestling is a love story, right? It's a love story in its own right. I was five years old when I first discovered professional wrestling. It was WWF superstars. Brett the Hitman Hart was on an episode. He beat some jobber. I didn't know that's what they were called then. But he beat a jobber. And I watched Brett the Hitman Hart. He, he did the atomic drop, the clothesline, his little elbow drop off the second rope. He put him in a sharpshooter. Dude lost in like 90 seconds. I thought, this is the greatest thing ever. And then one night, I was flicking through the channels as a kid, like a year later. And I was on a Saturday night. And I saw Sting, blonde hair, surfer Sting. And he was going against some weird, some dude. And he did the Spinger Splash and he woo, calls out. And I watched that. And I was like, man, this is cool too. So wait, I can watch this on Saturday mornings and watch this on Saturday nights. And I watched both WWF and WCW religiously after that. I didn't once think to myself, I'm only rocking with WWF. Did I prefer one over the other because I thought one was a little bit better? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's just that's how it goes when you're a fan. But I've never got so lost in, in that. Even when, w, when WCW went away and it was WWF, I used to wish that we had still WCW, that we had a competitor, that ECW would have lasted. I wish that TNA would have done the right thing so they could have been a better competitor. But even when TNA got on television, was it 2000, was it 2010? When they got yeah. their, 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 their TV spike deal and they were on Monday and they yep. had Hogan and Bischoff, I hated it. But I, I had the remote in my hand. I was flicking between the channels and I was like, yo, you know what? I'm here for this. Now we got WWE, AEW, you got your MLW, you got your TNA, you got GCW. You have independent wrestling everywhere. There's so much wrestling that you can tap into and you can enjoy. If you limit yourself to one company, just because the nerd-ass owner reminds you of yourself, he's just like us. No, he is not. You don't know these people. You don't know these people. My last words for today, simply you don't know these people. You're not like that. Billionaires do not give a fuck about you. This is entertainment. This is wrestling. Watch it. Enjoy it. Nigga, you ain't a part of the show. You're not a part of the company. There is no we in this. There is no we. We are so back. We're so we're back up. We're so back. You ain't a part of that. No matter how hard you try, how much ass you kiss, you're never 
going to be a part of that. It's okay. It's okay. Come on. Bring it in. It's okay. It's hard reality for you, I know. You thought kissing ass would get you where you're supposed to go? You thought kissing ass would get you a, a spot in the company? You thought it was going to work. It's not. Cut that shit off. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. You're a consumer. You're a dollar. You are a dollar to these people. A fucking dollar. Stop kissing people's ass that you pay money to watch their product. Why are you kissing their ass? Idiots. You're all idiots. I said more than a couple words. My bad. I tell you who are not idiots, and that's the people who faithfully ride with DAR Sports Media. We appreciate you guys. The more and more of you that come now every week, now that we love certain things are yeah. out in the light, hey, man, appreciate the support. Appreciate the lack of bias and the recognition of what is right and what is wrong. We appreciate you guys riding with us. And we will not change. When those, those days I spoke of at the beginning of the show, when those days come, we will not change around here. Nope. We appreciate all y'all. The world of DAR. No matter what you try to do. No matter. Never stops.